Hey, and welcome to episode 53 of the Sunfire Tavern, our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV. With me, Clark, and my co-host, Ollie, discussing the hot topics from the week. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Sunfire Tavern, and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whichever podcast platform you choose. And if you want to drop us an email, you can do so through sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Ollie, Hello. welcome back. Hey. We've had uh, a little break. Yes, I have been on a holiday, and... I'm also, well, I'm technically still ill right now, but um, feeling C, good enough at least to, yes, the big C. I'm feeling good well, enough at least to uh, chat and do a podcast while I'm recovering. That's COVID, by the way, not cancer. No, oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, Christ. Sorry, the small, um, the small C, we'll call it the lowercase C. Yes, lowercase C, yes, yeah. yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, so still recovering from that, but doing okay. Um, good. And yeah, last week I was in Dubai which was crazy. I've never been to the Middle East or been to Dubai. Um, and yeah, it was... I'm intrigued. What were you out in Dubai for? Was it like a jolly or... Oh, honestly, or it was just a, like a holiday with my mum. So it was just like a oh. family holiday kind of thing. Um, but while I was out there, I got to go to this thing called uh, Expo 2020, which is kind of like... The way I describe it is, imagine if every country in the world came together and had £100,000 to spend on, like, a science museum exhibit. Like, okay. that's what it's like. So they build, like, so basically every country is represented in the world, so there's loads of different, like, food, like, cultures, uh, like, different types of food, and then every country's kind of, like, showing off, like, technologies or sustainable things. Um, uh, I think... The, the theme is that each country had to pick like there were three different words i think they were like sustainability mobility and opportunity or something and depending on which word you spoke you had which word you t- you chose you had to like do like an exhibit but um yeah it's pretty crazy uh it was really cool um i had no idea what was going on the new I only found out it was going on when I arrived in Dubai, but it was free entry with our flights. So, um, oh, wow. yeah, okay. so it was really cool. Dubai. Pardon? Something free in Dubai, that's unusual. Yeah, it's crazy. I think, obviously, because of COVID and everything, they're trying to get uh, everybody in for free, or at least trying to advertise it a lot. Because I think they spent a lot... Of... It seems like they spent a lot of money on everything there, because, holy shit, the exhibits are so crazy extravagant, and the building and everything... Um, the buildings and everything look beautiful. Also, Alicia Keys was playing there the night I was there. I didn't see her. Wow, but okay. Yeah. So, and also I think the Chess World Championships were going on at the same time, but, um... There's a lot of stuff happening all in one place. Yeah, it was, yeah, crazy. But, um, the city is, it's just, that city should not exist. Just Ooh, man-made. Did, did you get a chance to visit any of the shops or anything? Oh, is it in Dubai? Or is it, or do you No, mean no, no. Shops? Did you get a chance to visit any of the shops or anything? Answer the question. Uh, y- yeah. Dubai? <sighs> Anything? <laughs> so anyway, let's go, the... <laughs> <laughs> let's, go, let's go into the agenda for this week. Yeah, I was going to so... push us towards the agenda because I would love to hear more about your holiday, but unfortunately no, 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 no. we are time limited this week. Yes, of course. Um, um, so, uh, yeah. sorry, uh, I'm over-sporking you a bit. That's over-sporking? I don't know what I'm talking about. I've been out in London today, my brain's <laughs> melted. Uh, we're going to talk about the Game Awards 2021, we're going to talk about the Matrix Resurrections and the Unreal 5 engine demo, uh, the Analog Pocket, uh, talking a bit about Nike, which is going to be a weird one, Nike and NFTs, uh, Peter Molyneux and NFTs, uh, Ubisoft and NFTs, <laughs> mm. that section is going to be a bit depressing, but we'll go through it as quickly as we can, yes. and we're going to have a little talk about the PlayStation Game Pass and the new paste plates for the PS5. 
So, uh, but as always, as always, we're going to start with what we've been playing or watching throughout the last few weeks, because we've actually been on a short break. As Ollie's mentioned, uh, he was on holiday. Mm. Uh, I've actually been a little bit busy, so we've both been delaying our recordings. Um, but we're going to pretend it's Monday. So if everyone else can just convince themselves it's Monday, that's fine. Yes, it's definitely Monday. So, Ollie, what have you been playing or watching this week or the uh, last few weeks? Uh, I've been playing quite a lot, actually. So I've been playing, going through the League of Legends um, RPG, uh, Rune King. Which really has been that. a delight. Yeah, I've been playing. I was playing it uh, while on holiday in Dubai, and also just kind of going through it at home slowly. Um, but it's really good. Like for as far as like turn-based games go, turn-based RPGs go, it's been really solid to play. Like I've not really had any bugs or anything like that. Um, graphically, it's great. The story is like, eh, it's kind of generic. But like, if you like the League of Legends characters, then it gives them, a, it fleshes them out a little bit more. Uh, I definitely like the portrayal of Misfortune in this game versus like how they've portrayed her in the past. In you know, she's just in League of Legends, she's just supposed to be like sexy pirate lady, but in this game, she's a lot has like a much deeper backstory and also seems to be a lot more of like a stronger character rather than just being like, oh look, I'm sexy pirate lady who walks around and has big, big booba. But like, well, so it seems good. to me what they're doing with League of Legends right now is that they've they've chosen uh, like this very specific period of time to get the the lore out into the world. Yeah. So now they're pushing it like movies, comics, um, TV series, new games, but it's all like super high quality as well. Oh yeah. Like, none none of it feels cheap. It all feels like like very very impactful and very strong. Like it's it's super cool. Yeah, it's they're doing really well. Like you know, in I think Riot's killing it right now. But um, they're, this they're, game. They're, they're, they're like riding this wave while the other companies are being understandably yes. quite quiet. <laughs> they're in, they're enjoying their their moment in the sun, like. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, um, Riot. Uh, sorry, Ruin King is super good. So would highly recommend that if people are looking for a game to play over like the Christmas break or while they're away. It's just a really good single player RPG, uh, turn based. It's solid. I wouldn't say it's like best in genre or like a, it's super incredible, but it's just the graphics and the animations and the characters are really great. Uh. But if you're into turn-based RPGs, then yeah, would definitely recommend it. The lane mechanics are really cool as well, the way that they play into it. And it's like been really thought out, I guess. Um, there's this old Flash game RPG I used to play called Sunny. Uh, or it's like Sunny 1 or Sunny 2. Uh, and it reminds me a lot of that, which is a good thing. Because that game was really good for a free-to-play game as well. I think that game's on mobile as well, actually. But um, yeah, it was like one of the old-school like turn-based RPGs. Uh, but yeah... What else have I been playing? Um, oh, Escape from Tarkov wiped recently, so I've been tr trying my hand at Tarkov again. Um, man, that game is punishing. I don't understand how I had the patience to play it for like 200 hours in the past, uh, but maybe it goes to show like how my gaming tastes have changed now, but like trying to get back into it, people are so good at that game. Like I just get like instantly destroyed as soon as I like spawn in, which is kind of demoralizing, especially when you like permanently lose things. Um, but, you know, I'll keep cracking on with it and seeing how that game goes. But, like, the amount of stuff they've added to that game is so good. Like, massive credit to BSG. They also, re recently in this patch, they added, um, voice voiceover IP. So you have voice chat in the game now, which, uh, has oh, cool. changed. Yeah, it's changed the game quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've seen a lot of really, really funny clips online, but also just generally, like, uh, people are a lot more cooperative than you'd think, because obviously when stakes are really high and, you know, people are going to lose things permanently, instead of fighting, people do honestly just, like, chat around the corner and be like, alright, look, let's just back up, 
Uh, I'll leave you alone. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna leave. I just want this thing. You leave me alone. And the other person's like, okay, cool. And um, yeah, so which is really nice to see, at least. Uh, I haven't seen anyone use it to troll uh, or anything yet, but um, we'll see if that happens in the future, or at least if I'll experience it. Um, mm -hmm. Still playing League. Uh, oh, I just downloaded Fights in Tight Spaces as well, uh, which is yeah, a, we're just talking about that. Yeah, it's a deck building turn based. Uh, I don't know how to how to what to call it, like a strategy game, like kind of like um, Into the Breach or like a tile based strategy game. But the thematics is it looks like super hot, but plays like a sort of fighting like a game. Turn based RPG almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, but it looks, but it's like all about like um, hand to hand combat and kung fu and stuff like that. It see, looks. My, my really understanding cool. was that if if you were to play Hearthstone, but see what was going on while you were playing the cards. Yes. That's sort of what this is. Yeah. It. it yeah. If you like watch it and you kind of detach yourself from the fact that enemies are just kind of standing there and getting hit and then they just kind of move around and they just keep getting hit it does look really cool like all the animations on the attacks and stuff are really uh, really well done um it's just a shame because obviously it just looks like the enemies are just kind of like standing there but i guess that kind of makes sense if you think about it more as like an action film like if you think about like yeah. you know you watch different action films where the enemies just kind of go like oh they have like um, well, stormtrooper was... syndrome you know where they just kind of yeah, mega missing. Um, yes. But the way it was explained to me was like it's like you're the director of an action movie. Yes. And you're you're storyboarding your sequence. That's so a you're not great actually way. doing that. You're filming the sequence. You're, you're actually storyboarding the sequence to be created as a CGI thing later on. That's a great like, way to describe it. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely what it feels like. But in the thematics, it like it plays like an actual strategy game with cards yeah, course, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've only played. I've played that for like a like half an hour to an hour so far uh, just before this podcast actually um but that's been really good so far uh i've been watching i've been following that as well because the oh i will also give a massive shout out to the soundtrack of this game because i was listening to the soundtrack uh before i played it while i was in dubai and it's become my new gym soundtrack uh like <laughs> uh nervous test pilot i don't i forgot his real name but he works at mode 7 um and worked on like frozen synapse and some of the other games i've been following the company that published this game for a long time um but uh yeah he's done a great job with the soundtrack um as always it's just very much my i don't even know how to call the genre of music um but it if you i would just highly recommend listening to the soundtrack it's like really good gym music i guess or just like <laughs> combat music if i had what to say his name it. was uh, nervous underscore test pilot. That's his name is on that Spotify. Paul Paul Taylor. Is that yes, the, Paul Taylor. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I know, I know this. Like, he's one of the chip tune artists I quite like. So yeah, because he has a chip tune. Um, uh, what's the word for it? You know, when they have like a persona of themselves. Uh, yeah. called underscore ensnare, I think. And yeah, he. Well, makes... I, I know, I know him as nervous test pilot. I just, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was, um, it was, um, Paul. Yeah, like, Paul. It's, yeah, it's just, Paul just an utter used to follow. That's all. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, his, all of his music's been fantastic. Like, I think he was actually my top Spotify artist of the year, <laughs> and he's always been. He's always been in oh, my yeah, top five. We had the recap, didn't we? Yeah, we had the Spotify route. Yeah, I think he's been in my top five uh, artists like for the past three years or something. Mine was shameful. It was all video game music, and it was all crap video game music. <laughs> oh, whatever, man. It's it, it'd be no, like I mean, that, it was genuinely know. crap. Like it was genuine crap. Oh no. Like, but it was fine. It's fine. Yeah. No regrets. I'm actually, I'm actually slowly having a resurgence in terms of listening to like JRPG music, like Etrian Odyssey and stuff like that. Because there was a long period of time where I went through just listening to JRPG soundtracks, but I'm slowly getting back into them now, and they're yeah, so same. good, man. Well, like the so Final Fantasy good. soundtracks, they're just 
like Final Fantasy VIII has one of the best soundtracks ever made, and I won't I won't hear any different. People always say that Final Fantasy X had the best soundtrack, but I never got the X soundtrack. Like it didn't land on me as much as eight and and seven did. Yeah. Um. I guess different eras, different people. Yeah. Um, I mean, a friend from work was showing me some of the tracks from Octopath Traveler, and I think I've oh, heard them in God. some YouTube track, YouTube videos, and stuff like that. But man, they're really good. So <laughs> they're well really made. Good. Yeah. Uh, have you been playing anything else or is that everything for you uh, I think that's mostly what I've been playing let me have a think I mean there's the usual stuff like I've played some One Step from Eden oh I fit, did like finish my first run yeah, I f- oh yeah we can have a chat about that but yeah. I finished my first run through of Hades um, which was oh you cool. got out uh, yeah, 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 I finished it for the first time. I don't know if I'll continue playing it, but that game was cool to play with, uh, to, to like play and kind of experience. I know I'm quite late to the party, and I know I've talked about it a lot in the past, but like uh, I actually had my first finish, my first clear uh, while well I was on holiday. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Um, right. And then you know, usual League of Legends, whatever. You know. Oh, I, I, I tried my hand at this weird free-to-play game called Vigor. Have you heard of this game? Nope. So it's re- so it's a console only thing it's on switch xbox and ps4 um and it's like a, an escape from tarkov light where okay, it's a free so to pl- won't like it yeah it's like a fr- it's it's so weird so it's like a free i would recommend just looking at it for like isn't like just looking at what it is for like I'm having um, a look now uh you know for curiosity's sake because apparently it's really popular on consoles i only heard about it because someone at my workplace was talking about it so i downloaded it on switch and played it um it runs awful on switch and plays real bad but like i can see why people would enjoy there's something weirdly enthralling about it uh it runs like really shit fps and doesn't play very well on switch but like uh it was kind of fun i guess (laughs) yeah it was like it's like a it's like a third person shooter it feels like PUBG, but with like um weird like escape from tarkov mechanics so you have like a hideout where you upgrade things and you have gear and when you go into a map you can loot everything and there's like an airdrop and then you have to escape and then depend and if you die you drop everything and if you escape you keep all the gear that you get got in the level kind of thing um which i think is honestly going to be the next big thing past battle royales uh i think this is going to be like you know like battlefield 2042 was already doing it with like hazard zone Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, we're going to see a lot more companies try and play into this. Like, I'm sure Call of Duty are working on, like, their own similar mode for this kind of thing. Very likely. Oh, if yeah. it exists, Call of Duty will have it at some point. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, um, past that, I watched this police drama, uh, sorry, no, uh, prison drama called uh, Time recently on BBC iPlayer, which is really good. Um, also watched Shang-Chi on the plane for the first time. I hadn't, I oh, yeah? Didn't, yeah, what I didn't manage it? to watch Shang-Chi while it was in cinemas, but um, yeah, I really liked no, it. it. I really missed it. It was really good. Um, oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, weird, I guess I have like a weird affinity. I don't know how much it is. Yeah, I have a weird affinity for it because I'm also Asian, but obviously, you know, it's Marvel playing into the whole, like they're trying to uh, in, in, improve diversity or, you know, be more diverse by introducing different cultures and stuff like that into the Marvel universe. Cool. But yeah, so it was really cool. Like, that's sort of where we are at the moment, though, isn't it? Because of all, all the Black Lives Matter stuff and the Latino, um, like the push to get more Latinos playing Latino characters and whatnot, mm. uh, we're now in that space where a lot of movies are going to kind of have an overabundance of it, which is good. Uh, but then it will slowly, the, the the meter will slowly tick back to back to being less, and then it will get back to being more. And I reckon in a couple of years' time, we're going to see like a really nice balance. Yeah. And it's one thing I've noticed about a lot of the newer movies is that we're now seeing like um, people of color in in leads a lot more, uh, a lot more female people of color as well. Like it's it's 
it's really cool and mm. we're seeing like latinos and we're seeing like, i was listening to this um it was actually on the igm podcast and they very amazingly got an interview with steven spielberg and he was talking about how he gets to work because he's just made the west end west side story west side story oh yeah yeah. yeah, and his mandate for the movie, he said that he did not want anyone who was not um, like um, birthright Hispanic to be playing a Hispanic character. So if they weren't Hispanic, they were not going to be able to be playing a character of that uh, heritage. Uh, it was just really cool to listen to him because he was like, even because he actually said like, even as someone who's as old as he is and like class as a boomer, he's had to kind of like adjust his thinking and kind of get his mindset into the fact that the world is a different place now and we need yeah. to kind of show better representation so it was kind of cool to listen to someone as iconic as steven spielberg also go through that process of being a boomer you know oh yeah that's um, great. i mean that's great to hear that at least, yeah but he's being open to it right and of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's yeah. not the other way <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like, yeah no, yeah white people in my movie <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um i think i think that's mostly everything that i've watched and played and stuff um, but yeah, there. what about you, Clark? What have you been, what have you been oh, playing? What have you been watching? I've been through it this week. So um, I got, I mean, to start with, a smaller one was my copy of uh, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memories arrived, um, oh. which I managed to get for £10 because it's a game that's retailing for £50. Um, I got it for a tenner, so I thought, you know what, for a tenner, I'll buy a rhythm action game because I really liked on the 3DS, there was these games called The At Rhythm. Mm. which were not really well heard of, but they were the Final Fantasy rhythm action games, and I loved them. It was just, you're just tapping to the beat, effectively, and following little paths as the, as the music plays. It's effectively like a sound test, but with a little slight minigame in the background. Oh, that's cool. Um, and the Kingdom Heart one came out, and it was 50 quid, and I was like, that's oh. not even worth 20 quid, because it's terrible. But it's come with this little, like, addition that I didn't expect. So, so what it does is it plays every single song from all of the Kingdom Hearts games and the side games. But while it's doing it, it's recapping the storylines. And huh. the one thing that the Kingdom Hearts games are really famous for is the storylines being almost literal nonsense. I now understand the full storyline to Kingdom Hearts. The whole what? thing. It all makes sense. No. That's yeah. not possible. Yep. I got Because I, I got to the end of the game. I'm like two songs from the end of the game now. And it's taking you to these little like... So what it does, it unlocks um, the storyline in, in the sequence that you go to it through the three games. So it's all chronological. Yeah. And it even does this thing where... Because one of the games does a time travel thing where it goes like back before the first game and sets up the first game. So you unlock that as you do it in the chronological order, but then it unlocks the the level to learn about that part of the storyline right at the start of the timeline. So you have to go back all the way to the start of the timeline and play it again. Right. Because okay. it tells you, like, this is now taking place before you land on Destiny Islands in Kingdom Hearts 1. And it, it made so much more sense when you hear it in that order and in that sequence and that kind of meeting out. So while the game itself is very average and kind of a little bit boring, I've put, like, 20, 30 hours into it this week because... I've been learning the storyline. It's actually been quite enjoyable to understand this storyline of a game that I've been playing for, what, 20-something years and never really understood. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Like, kudos to Square for kind of finally making a little bit of sense of what is a very confusing game series. I've been playing that, um, playing a bit of Smash Brothers with the boyfriend who turns out he's like, oh, I used to play this a little bit when I was young. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, because, you know, I play a lot of Smash. Um, he started out, I was kicking his ass, and then by the end of like our first five games, he got a win. And I was like... Oh, oh, okay. So, yeah, all right. Some friendly competition. Um, yeah, so actually it's nice to to have someone that I can feel a bit challenged by and not be destroyed by, like my one of my exes, who Fantastic. was insanely good at Smash. Um, so I've been playing a bit of that. I've uh, been going through the Game Pass and playing the Halo Infinite. Well, I've actually, sorry, tell I've been playing through Halo 1 uh, CE. Oh, so the, yeah. The remaster, and it's beautiful. It's yeah. absolutely beautiful. What it's do you such think? a nice remaster. I love it. Like, I'm really enjoying it. I've I've got... 
Um, to the second, second to last mission. Right. Um, is that the I'm gonna one clear where that. you're on the alien ship? If I remember. Correctly? I'm just coming off the alien ship. Right. Yeah. 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 Or, or my understanding is I'm gonna come off the alien ship. Like the flood have been unleashed. Um, I, I've got a robot that's kind of been following me around and telling me all about the stuff that's going on. Called I think his name's something three four three. Three four three guilty spot. Yeah, yeah. That that thing. Yeah. That thing's been telling me all about what's going on. Uh, and now I'm just sort of escaping from the ship. Yeah. So I'm doing that bit. Uh, which is which is great. I'm re- for someone that's never played the single player parts of Halo, loving it. Like really enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, so great, good, man. Yeah, they're, they're just so good. Like they're, they're great games. Um, what else have I been playing on the Game Pass? Uh, tried out Townscaper, wasn't great. But the, the Game Pass does this thing where every day it gives you a series of daily quests, and it's like play this game that's currently free on the Game Pass. Oh, that's you download cool. it, play it, and it maybe play Towns- Townscaper. I can understand why people would enjoy it, but it's it's a bit too pointless for me because the game like, doesn't really have a point. It's like a tech demo, right? Like, yeah, pretty much. It looks really like it looks really nice. Also, as a developer, it's fucking insane how like good that how technically advanced yeah, how it technically is. advanced it is. Yep. Very cool. Uh, but it is at the end of the day, it's just a tech demo, right? It's just a tech demo. It's just it's just a little distraction. Yeah. Um, Big shout out to the creator though, uh, Oscar Scar, I think his name is on Twitter. Yeah, he, but he's, so, he's yes. done loads of really cool shit. Oh, it's great. Um, yeah. I can't can't fault it. Yeah. Um, it's just not for me. Um, so I've been playing a bit of that. Um, I've also been playing, uh, like I said, Forza Five. Uh, prepping to play It Takes Two with because me and the boyfriend are going to sit and play It Takes Two because of oh, the yeah, Game Awards, it. obviously because it was the game of the year. So, yeah. Um, really want to play through that. Like, well excited to see that. Yeah. Well played a bit more Psychonauts too. Um, you played one little bit more. Eden, bo- right? Yep. I was just getting to that. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, but yeah, just before we get to that, I'll just I'll just go through the last few things that I've been playing. I played a bit more Guacamelee too, which is very odd. Um, some Dicey Dungeons, which is kind of fun. Quite like that game. Uh, and basically, if it's on the Game Pass at the moment, I've been playing it because I'm playing through a lot of stuff that's on my um, uh, on my uh, Series X at the moment. So I've been playing a lot of that, and then uh, a little bit more Pokemon BDSP, <laughs> not BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but yes, I did. I got to play um, One Step from Eden and was very pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Ooh. Um, it's um, it's a great game. It's a really good recommendation as well. Yeah. Like it started out, I had no idea what was going on. It felt very much like I did with Binding of Isaac. Was like, well, this is fine, but I don't think this is going to grab me. And then suddenly, two or three hours later, I'm still picking away at it. Yeah. I'm trying to get a little bit further every time. And I, I will admit, it's quite hard. It's um, very hard. <laughs> Yeah, it's like quite unforgivably hard at points. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like you don't really know why you're losing. Uh, yeah. Because it, it does move a little bit fast. But yeah. But I've really enjoyed it. Like, I, I'm loving it. What? Which characters have you been playing as? If you... I've only got one character. I can't unlock anything at the moment. So obviously okay. I'm not doing very well because I haven't unlocked anyone yet. And I don't know how to unlock anyone. I think you just I haven't keep looked playing... anything upon it. I think you just keep playing through the game. So, like, as you level up, you, like, as you level up, you just unlock new characters and new cards and stuff like that. But... Uh, okay. I forgot what the name of the main Saffron. Yeah, the main character. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's cool. Um, I just love it. Like the spells are really pretty. The mechanics are lovely. Yeah. Um, the sound is is beautiful. For the music is lovely as well. Like it's yeah. really nice. The OST is um, really good. Like all the characters. It feels like I'm playing like 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 a like a player made version of Sonic Three. Yeah. In terms of the soundtrack. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, yeah. No, really enjoying that. So loving that game. Yeah. Um, so... And hopefully more more of that to come because I'm playing that over the next few weeks. Yeah. Uh, but the the game pass is just absolutely smashing it for me at the moment. Like, yeah, it, it is like absolutely it. what I need. Like it's really really good. Um, it's making my Xbox well worth the purchase because if you remember, I was going to sell the Xbox. Yes. But I plugged but it in because it. it managed to find its way, like snuck into the back of my TV. Yeah, it just somehow and... plugged itself in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened there, but mm. I even got a chance to try out the cloud gaming. 
It is very, very good. Really? Like, very, 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 very good, yes. it's um, At some points, you don't even know you're playing on a cloud. Oh, like, wow. Because that's the whole thing. is the I filled up the, the storage space almost immediately. Mm. Um, and now, since then, I've been like playing the games via cloud. So I've been playing a lot of my old 360 games, like uh, Final Fantasy XIII 2. Yeah. Um, and one of the cool things, so um, I loaded up, what did I load up? Um, Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing Transformed. Um, which is a game I played about 10 years ago on the 360. Yeah. And then put it away and then just thought, I'm done with this now. Loaded it up and it just carries on from the exact point that I was at. It recovers the save without me doing anything. The console just recovers it, oh, finds wow. it, puts me back and, and put me right back. Not just where I left off, in the race that I left off at. <laughs> like, it just put me back there and I was just like, whoa, this is impressive. Like, their backwards compatibility is insane. Mm. They've done such a good job at it. Um, Final Fantasy XIII 2 looks like it's playing in 4K. I know it's not, but it looks like it is. Um, and, and every game that I've been playing from the 360 era on the 360 backwards compatibility just looks absolutely stunning. They've done they've done a fantastic job. Like I'm so impressed. So I'm now like starting to charge up my Xbox balance because I want to go through and buy like Sonic Adventure 2 Battle because obviously I love that game. Uh, I want to go back yeah. and buy some of the 360 games that I really enjoyed because they're not all on the Game Pass. They they like if if you know how the um, the PS Plus thing works, occasionally they throw in some like old PS2 games as well. Yeah. And that's what they're doing on the Game Pass. They just occasionally throw in some 360 games too. Neat. Which is kind of cool. But yeah, so I've been going through that and, and enjoying that. Uh, but we could talk forever about what we've been playing and watching, but we've got quite a stacked agenda this week. So I say we dive straight into the Game Awards. Yeah. Oh, also, I'm going to watch um, Spider-Man this week as well. Oh, uh, next week, yeah. Sorry. Is it out? Very excited it... about that. It's next week. comes out on the 2018th. comes out on the 18th. Yeah. I really want to see... Days um... away. Matrix, but I mean, we'll talk about that later. We can talk about that as we get to it because there is a, a lot to talk about there. But yeah. the Game Awards, let's do a brief kind of yes. cover of the Game Awards. So, um, Game of the Year, as we mentioned earlier on, it was It Takes Two. Uh, yeah, did I you think... watch any of the Game Awards show? Uh, I've seen like highlights of it and I didn't watch it live, unfortunately, because it was at like midnight or something. But um, I have. No, it was two got... in the morning. Oh, two in the morning, Jesus Christ, yeah. sorry. That's probably the, the pre show started at midnight, that's why. Uh, the, um, the pre-show started around 1am, I think, because it was oh, an okay. hour long the pre-show was. Oh, jeez. Okay, well, there you go. So, um, but I managed to just catch, like, VODs of it, and um, just had a, look over, yeah, had, had a look it over, yeah, had a look over the announcements and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it doesn't seem like there were super loads that got announced, or super no, loads that... I mean, announcements-wise, there wasn't really anything that stuck out. There was this one thing that stuck out, and, and no one's really talking about it, and it was a, a game that's kind of like Scott Pilgrim. Um, and I'm trying to remember what it was called now. Let me look it up. Um, Scott Pilgrim Clone Game. <laughs> Clone Game. Uh, um, I actually can't remember what it was called. I did, um, however, catch... Uh, is his name Yosef? The the guy who... The, the Yeah. Uh, the, the developer for It Takes Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The main guy. <laughs> yeah. oh, the man, guy that said, fuck the Oscars. Yeah, his acceptance speech is so good. <laughs> But I feel like he's always been really great uh, on stage in everything. Like he's every... a little bit tongue in cheek, but he is. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah. yeah. He's entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, what the name? What the hell was the name of that game? It looked really, really cool. Like, um, it was effectively like you're uh, a woman who's being challenged to fight all of your suitors. Um, oh. and it you'd love it. Like it's right, right up your street, and it's called um, 
I'll get to it in a minute. This is this is not good podcasting. Me just trying to remember the name of a game. It's okay. Series. We can go. We, I'll I'll look I'll look through it as we. Um... Thirsty suitors. It was called Thirsty suitors. Thirsty suitors. Thirsty suitors. Uh, what it's by Annapurna, so it's it's. I mean, you're gonna love it because it's Annapurna. Yeah, yeah. Um, and effectively, it's just got such a cool feel to it. Yeah. Um, like it, you've got this old Indian uh, grandma who's like, listen to me, Jala, and she's like uh, hitting her with a, <laughs> with a flip flop and stuff, and like. It, it it looks great. Like it looks like a cross between Scott Pilgrim the game and um a little bit like Boyfriend Dungeon maybe. Yeah. But something that actually looks like it's gonna be fun to play because Boyfriend Dungeon I found like insanely boring. Mm. Um but this just the, the if you get a chance, watch the trailer and we'll talk about it in the next show if you want to. But, yeah, I'll have a watch. Uh, it's definitely on my radar. Um the other announcements we had Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, which looks fantastic. Like Yes. I don't did you see that? Uh yeah, I saw I saw it got announced. But, um, it looks amazing. Like, yeah. I can't wait for that. There was Star Wars Eclipse, which is the new game from Quantic Dream. So that's going to be a decision-making game, very similar to the old Telltale games that we had. Wait, wait, uh, is that, that the, Star, the Star Wars one you're talking about? Yeah, Star Wars Eclipse. Yeah, the Eclipse one. Yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. looked that cinematically looked really crazy. Like really good. It did, but, but I'm always on the on the cautious edge when it's a Quantic Dream game. Although yeah, I did really like um, Detroit. I love Detroit. Detroit and, I liked and the one before Detroit, which was. Because they made two, hu- two, two humans? Beyond Souls. Beyond Souls, sorry. And then yeah. th- the one before uh, that... Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain, yeah. Heavy Don't Rain. Turn. And then before that, there was... It has two names. Light Rain. Fahrenheit? <laughs> Light Rain. Yeah, Fahrenheit something. But a little yeah, bit yeah. was talking about this, but I don't remember it. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that looks cool. Like the new Star Wars game, I'm I'm interested to see how that evolves. That's going to be maybe a year away or so, because there wasn't really any release dates given. Yeah. And I think any release date they gave, we can probably ignore. I mean, to be I, honest. I, I'm I'm more excited for the Telltale Expanse game that they showed off. Well, Oof, at least yeah, they, that did they, look good. Cause I, it's made it's out. made me want to go and watch the Expanse. Have you not seen it? I, I, no, I gave up on episode three. Okay, uh, but I'm I'm told like by the end of the first season you just can't stop. Yeah, it's really good. So I'm, I'm going to go back and watch that. Yeah, I'm partway through season it. two at the moment, but yeah, it's just if you're into like hard sci-fi, it's super good. Like super, yeah. super good. So well, they also announced a Wonder Woman game, which I don't think anyone expected, but I didn't realize I wanted that. It looks great. Yep. No, excuse me, uh, Alan Wake 2. Oh, yeah. Which is fine, I guess. Look kind of spooky. Yeah. Um, we knew it was coming because um, obviously in Control it was kind of heavily hinted that Alan Wake was coming back. Uh, now it's back. Uh, Square Enix announced Forspoken, which I don't know what to say about that. Mm. Did you see the trailer? No, I did not. I missed it. It just looks like another like empty Square Enix game where it looks pretty, but there's not really much substance to it. Right. We'll see, though. I could be wrong. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre, which is another game in the vein of, like, Friday the 13th. Yes. Um, so another game where it's, like, you know, four teenagers escaping a, a murderer by the looks of it. Didn't see much on it, but that's what people are guessing. There was uh, Senua 2, so Senua's Saga. Yes. Uh, which looked amazing, but the, the trailer was horrific. Did you see it with, like, the, the, the dismembered giant? No, but I I saw oh. some people on Twitter talking about it. But yeah, it's horrible. Like yeah. It, it's worth watching, but I mean the whole point of Senua is that it's a game about mental health. Yes. Uh, and and going through like um, depression and whatnot, and you can really see in two like how they're exploring that. Yeah. Because the giant is obviously a representation of like mental torture and whatnot. Um, Halo announced a TV show which looked like not brilliant. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till it's out. Looks so bad. It, it looked like a like a cheap CGI version of Buffy, which is saying something. Oh god. Um, there was more stuff from Elden Ring, but yeah, you know, the story you know, trailer, right? 
Oh, God, I'm so excited for that game. There was a game called Slitterhead, which looked really fucking cool. Um, like Silent Hill developers, or ex-Silent Hill developers, I think, working on this. Yeah. Um, did you see the trailer for Slitterhead? I heard that they baited the fact that they were saying, like, oh, from the new creators of from the creators of Silent Hill, and people got really hype, and then they showed off this trailer, and people were like, eh, it looks all right. It looks cool. Yeah, it's a multiplayer game, apparently. Am I right? Multiplayer game? What does that mean? No, is it multiplayer game? Oh, multiplayer? I don't know. Um, yeah. So the, the trailer just showed a load of Japanese people just going about their day-to-day lives, and every now and again their faces would rip open and they'd be filled with teeth. Okay. Uh, and then they would they would close back together and they'd start vibrating and stuff and then go back to just being normal Japanese people. Cool. And they would occasionally mutate into these like big grotesque like um impossibly grotesque monsters. Like it, it was that that was what was going on. So it was very interesting. Um an interesting announcement and one that really drew my attention and I'm I'm in the cycle because we always get into this cycle when this happens is Sonic Frontiers. Oh yeah. So did you see the trailer? Yes, it's like a free to pl- it's not free to play, uh, free to open play. world, <laughs> open world Sonic game is what I meant to say. Yeah, like like a like a Breath of the Wild Sonic's game. Yes, it, it, it looked very much like they'd taken Breath of the Wild and just put Sonic in. How it. is that gonna work? Cause... I don't know because Sonic's whole thing is speed. Yeah, it's gonna be Breath of the Wild really is all about slow big. traversal. Well, everything's gonna have to be massive, isn't it? Otherwise, it's just not gonna work. Yeah, exactly right. So... But this is the, you know do you know the Sonic cycle? Have you heard of the Sonic cycle? What, where Sonic's bad and then it's good? Well, it's where you get an announcement and you're like, oh, Sonic's finally coming back. This could be Sonic's coming back. He's coming back. And then you see another trailer of more gameplay and you're like, Sonic's actually coming back. This is happening. And then it comes out and oh, Sonic's shit again. Yeah, I uh, feel, yeah. But then the next trailer is, oh, Sonic's coming back. Like, you know, that's where we are. <sighs> yeah, I feel like I've been through that so many times now. I'm just kind of like, eh? So, yeah, I can't, I, can't, <laughs> I can't let myself be tricked again. Although, yeah. I did love Sonic Generations. Yeah. I love Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania, Sonic Generations, Sonic Colors was pretty solid as well. Like you know, there there are it some was. good Sonic games. Like, um, but obviously we just need a great one, and and this potentially could be a great one because the last one, Sonic Boom, I think it was yeah, called, it was fucking Oof. shit, How terrible it was. It was um, real. Bad. I got a free copy of it and couldn't get, to, couldn't bring myself to play it. <laughs> no, I mean that says a lot. Yeah. Uh, then they announced Lord of the Rings Gollum, which I think they announced uh, previously. They teased it before, and they just showed a little bit of like cinematic for it, which looked interesting. Mm. I don't like the design of Gollum in it at all. He looks like a cartoon character, and it doesn't look right, but I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure people will love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a little bit more about Tiny Tina's Wonderland, yeah. uh, another gameplay show. I'm, I'm hyped for that game. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be fun. There was Among Us VR, if you saw coming. <laughs> That's going to be horrific. Um, um, I mean, <laughs> all the memes I've seen about that yeah, are so good. It's going to be terrible. Uh, like, Star Trek. Uh, go, go ahead. No, just people just like, it's like Among Us VR and then just people immediately being like, Among Us, and then just like ordering shit tons of Oculus heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just... Um, then there was Star Trek Resurgence, which yeah. looked a bit janky, I'll admit. Uh, but Star Trek is all about the conversations and the, the relationships between the people. Yes. And if you're bringing us a game that is made by uh, ex-Telltale game developers uh, with Star Trek, that has a potential to be very interesting. It just didn't look very good. It looked like bad cosplay. Mm. Um, so we'll see. And then there was one called Ark Raiders, which looked really interesting, uh, which was a PvE shooter. Um and it just it had a really cool style to it, like it was all '80s Atari retro style, huh. uh, which looked kind of cool. So it looked like if um, do you remember all the trailers for Deathloop? Yes, similar sort of um, aesthetic to that, but like very like the Atari logo seems to be quite prevalent everywhere, even though it's not at all about Atari. Sorry, which Atari game aren't is even this? involved with it? It's called Ark Raiders. Okay, cool. It looks interesting. 
uh it, it, it drew my attention like i was interested in it and it's definitely one i'm going to try out uh, it looks quite pretty uh and i just love the retro aesthetic to it um and then what else was there uh, matrix resurrections but i think we could jump in fact before we do let's just go over the nominations quickly we won't do all of them because there's 30 we'll just do the key ones yeah so game of the year was it takes two uh up against metroid dread Deathloop, psychonauts 2 ratchet and clank rift apart and resident evil village I'm not sure. I don't think It Takes Two should be Game of the Year, but I'm glad it got it. I think um, based on the list of games there, I honestly think it, it deserves it. For... I thought Deathloop would have got it just because of the the impact Deathloop had. <sighs> I uh, feel or like, Resident Evil Village. But, I feel like well. Deathloop is just like another arcane game, whereas like It Takes Two genuinely brought something. You know, it's like kind of bringing back local co-op and doing it in a way that's actually legitimately good. Like a really good yeah. like local co-op game. So like, oh, I mean, I'm going to find out when I play it. Takes two, yeah, because me and the boyfriend are going to sit and play it tomorrow. Yeah, um, I, which will be interesting. I think that game definitely. I think that definitely deserves game of the year for me okay, from this well, list of games. Like, yeah. I mean, I'll find out after I play it. This this is actually why I've installed it because it's on the Game Pass. Yeah, um, it's all over the place. Everyone's talking about it, so fuck it. Let's give it a try. Yeah. Uh, then there was best game direction, which was which was won by Deathloop. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. Fair enough. I yeah. don't really see a problem there. Although I would have said Psychonauts two probably should have got that one. Mm. Because now I've played most of Psychonauts 2, I can tell you that game is stunning. Yeah. Uh, best narrative went to Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, it was up against Life is Strange, Deathloop, It Takes Two, and Psychonauts. Um, haven't played it, so I can't really comment, yeah, but I'm hearing only great things about it, so I guess earned. Uh, best art direction went to Artful Escape. I don't care what it actually went to, it went to <laughs> Artful Escape. We're not going to talk about this category further, because fucking Deathloop, but it went to Art for the Escape, so congrats um, to uh, Annapurna, well done, you did well there, good job. Uh, best score of music went to Art for Escape, which is really, really good, it's good to see. It actually went to Nia Replica. Yeah, um, I remember saying in the last episode. You guessed, was, yeah. you actually guessed that, you yeah. did. Because Look, it was man. up against Guardians of the Galaxy, Deathloop, Cyberpunk, and Art for the Escape. Yeah, that's why. But it also, I'm, also I mean, the near the near soundtracks have been like fucking incredible. Oh, it's stunning, so, isn't it? Like, yeah, I've I've started to I've installed near on my uh, Series X. Um, I'm going to play through the whole thing, but I'm looking forward to hearing the music and stuff because it, it is a beautiful game, and yes. I'm looking forward to playing it like 60 FPS locked or whatever. So that's going to be nice. Mm. Uh, and then we'll just do a few more categories. We'll, we'll do ten categories, then we'll drop off. Um, best audio design went to Forza Horizon Five. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. It was up against really average um, choices, so okay. Um, one that I was really happy with, the best performance, and I guess this one, was um, Maggie Robertson as Lady Dimitrescu. Yes. Uh, it was really cool to see her on stage. Oh, she is huge. Like She's a really tall woman. Uh, she's absolutely stunning as well. Like, have, have you seen the, her? Is she the real Lady Dimitrescu? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, she's got like a really unusual face, and she's got like a, she's beautiful, but in like a very unusual way. Mm-hmm. Like she's just gorgeous. She was so humble. She was so happy. Um, really like eloquent with how she spoke and stuff. Like absolutely, hundred percent deserved that award. Like it was really great to see. But she was up against some really strong uh, opposition. Obviously, mm. she was up against uh, Giancarlo Esposito, uh, Despacito, whatever his name is, uh, Erica Mori, Jason Kelly, and Ozioma uh, Akaga. Um, which they were all top categories. Like they were all really good performances from the year. So yeah, a hard category. But she definitely earned that one. Um, then we had games for impact. Um, I'm surprised Life is Strange got this one. I still think I... Before Your Eyes or uh, yeah, Before Your Eyes should have won this. But... Yeah, I thought Before Your Eyes or, but um, I think because less people know about it. Yeah, I think people just checked Life is Strange because it was the one they knew of all the titles. Because the other four titles, apart from Boyfriend Dungeon, I don't think I've seen advertised at all. Yeah, 
Yeah. So yeah. like I well I mean I need to actually play through this Life is Strange True Colors, but I could I could imagine it being something that has a pretty good like pro social message. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean it's not undeserved, but for me I've I've only played Before Your Eyes from this, and that had a really powerful, strong message, and also just kind mm-hmm. of like the game itself was just very thought provoking. So yeah, fair. Yeah. Well, the next one I was really glad to see who won this one because this was a weird title and it was best ongoing game. Mm. Uh, and the nominations were Apex Legends, Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, and Call of Duty. Warzone. Sorry, don't you Final mean Fan- Gen- Genshin Impact? No, I mean Genshin Impact. Gen- that's how Genshin it's Impact. <laughs> I kept saying it wrong as well. Like, yeah, I kept saying Genshin. Genshin Impact. One said jishin and i was just like what jishin? are you saying this is... yeah jishin. Jishin. Um, but no so final fantasy 14 won it and it's well deserved because that game has really had a very impressive story like yeah. from from starting as the most failed game of all time to now being one of the most successful mmos of all time yes yeah, that's a pretty impressive recovery mm. um so yeah well earned like I, I was surprised fortnite didn't win it but i'm glad that final fantasy did yes very i think well you said deserved. genshin though didn't you when we guessed I yeah when Genshin. I guessed I was well I thought actually I thought it was going to be Fortnite because you know it's fucking Fortnite. Oh, it's, but... yeah, it's Fortnite. It's yeah. also if you've played the new season by the way, oh for me is it good? I have been really tempted to download Fortnite and play again. I've been, it's a like, whole different game. Yeah, they've got like web slinging in it now, but it's like not just web slinging in a Fortnite way. It, it's like better than the Insomniac game web slinging. Yeah. It's that fun. And there's like, like sliding oh, and stuff as well. Yep, like, yeah, sliding and... Um, you know what? Maybe I'll download Fortnite. It's well yeah. worth it. Like, I mean, you can download it on anything now. I think you can even download it on your smart fridge. So smart it's on more platforms than <laughs> Skyrim. It's the new so. Yeah, it's the new Skyrim. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so Alexa, we'll do one more category. play Fortnite. <laughs> uh, we'll do one more category, which is best indie. And I've got to say, I'm a little bit disappointed with this one. Because it was Keena Bridges Spirits, uh, Spirits, which was the winner. Yeah. And it was up against Loop Hero, Inscription, Death Door, and 12 Minutes, which I think any of those were just slightly better. Than, I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong, Keena Bridges Spirits was an amazing game. How Inscription and Death Door didn't win that one, I don't know. Inscription like, was so fucking good, man. I can't wait to play through it. I've played played the demo, and I, I loved it. I'm just waiting for a gap in my playtime now so that I can actually play Inscription. So good, man. But then I did that with Death Door, and if you remember, I picked up Death yep. Door with the idea of, like, I'm probably going to like this, but I won't love it, and then I didn't stop. Yeah, I remember the whole thing, saying, yeah. And then I 100%ed it as well, which is well worth doing, because the bonus ending is great. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, so that's Best Indie. I'm just going to have a look what the next category is and see if we can drop off there, because I know there's one. Oh, there's Best Mobile Game as well, which I think we should mention. Um, so the categories are Fantasian, League of Legends, Wild Rift, uh, Marvel Future Revolution and Pokemon Unite, and Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact. Yeah. Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact. So, I mean, there are loads of other categories, but we're not going to yes. sit and go through them all. If you want to yeah. check them all out, you can go to thegameawards.com slash nominees. Uh, and you'll see all of the categories, and you can have a look who won. I'll be honest, yeah. not a great show this year. Wasn't impressed by it. Mm. Like, it was cringy. There was that thing where that um, pot came out, the animatronic pot, and Jeff kept going, oh, it's pot friend, pot friend, hi, pot friend. It's like, fuck? I've missed it. It's just terrible. Uh, there was all the mispronunciation. So even Giancarlo Esposito messed up on the pronunciation of a few things. He did that. Do you remember when John Travolta couldn't pronounce that actress's name? Adina Menzel. No. And he called her like Demerna Baderza. And they're actually friends in real life. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so it sounded like that. It was a bit cringe, but it, I don't know. It oh, we, a great show. sorry, wait. We got a thingy um, date for Cuphead DLC. 
Oh, yes, shit, I forgot about Cuphead. That was the other thing that was announced. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What was it called? The Delicious Delicious Last, last course? course, yeah. It's, I mean, Which it's been in... De- for? What does that stand for? <laughs> De- what? DLC. Yeah, DLC, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, been in, it's been in development for fucking ages, but... I mean, yeah, I think no, it got delayed. Well, it was supposed to come out two years ago. Yeah, yeah, it got delayed. The ori- original release date was two years back. But yeah, but June thirtieth, twenty twenty. And also, you know what else we got, which blew my mind, was the Doka V uh, music. Um, oh music. yeah. Yes. Like that was. Oh, I mean, I, I know it was more of the same, but I'm I'm hyped for that now, and I should not be hyped for that game. <laughs> yeah. But it's coming. Doka V. Doka V. Because we want to be a rock star. I'm still waiting for Tunic. I thought Tunic had come out, but... It has multiple times. It's just this is another Skyrim. Like, it's coming out every week for the rest of our lives. Wait, what? Tunic's not out, right? No, it keeps coming out as, like, demos and... Yeah. um, Like... Finji. Uh, free, the... Not free to play, uh, early access on a couple of. It's been early access on Steam a few times as well. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I know yeah. Finji, Finji is like two devs who are working on it, and uh, they're really cool. I've seen them in a lot of like interviews and talks and stuff. Uh, yeah. I think they're like a. Yeah, there's two of them. It, it looks cool, but I am. I'm like. I think I'm feeling a bit the same as you. I'm kind of sick of seeing it now. Like, mm. I want to play it. Yeah. Um, and it's almost to the point where I've seen so much of it where I just don't really care anymore. Yeah. Um... Oh, also Rumbleverse. Which I've signed oh, up. Yes. I've, I've signed yes. up to the early access for because that game looks like fighting. Like the closest thing we're gonna get to. I mean, there's Naraka Blade Point as well, but this is like uh, the closest thing I can see to like a fighting game battle royale, or at least it seems to be like wrestling focused, which it's it just, looks really fun. Like it's so. Epic's try at the the Splatoon thing that everyone else is doing, where everyone's doing these four v four and five v five arena games. Yeah, yeah. It's Epic's attempt at that, but it, it looked interesting. You're, like it, it's got my interest as well. Yeah, it's, um, by, it's by Iron Galaxy, who've done like a lot of, of, of like fighting games in yep. the past. They they it are also the, they're also the developers of um, Dive Kick, so <laughs> that fucking stupid ass indie game. But yeah, I remember. Um, yeah. So the other the other big thing for the game was, and it's the next point. In fact, is the Matrix Resurrections. Yes. Um, and the Unreal Five demo. So this this didn't really sink in correctly with me at first. I didn't see what they were saying, but it's an exclusive demo to Series X, Series S, and PS Five. Yes. So you download this demo, and you get this like uh, on rail shooter experience where it, it plays very much like one of the old DVD um, interactive sequences. Do you remember where you used to, have to like click left or right to shoot yes. left or right? Yeah. 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 And, but it was all cinematic. It's it's that, but it was rendered, so it's it's playing in the in the very real looking city, um, which I, I can't remember the name of the city in Matrix. Do you, do you know the name of the city in the no, Matrix? No, I've forgotten. It's like Metro City or something like that. It's called. Yes, yeah, um, very generic. And it's it's that, and so so you're you're zooming around it in this like action sequence, and you're blowing cars up and shooting agents or whatever, and you have to keep reminding yourself that this isn't like CGI. This is this is rendered. This is happening live. It's just on rails. And then you get to the end of it, and obviously Keanu Reeves popped in, and Carrie Ann... Um, is it Carrie Ann Fisher? Carrie, Carrie Ann Moss? Moss, I think. Carrie Ann Moss. I just combined two actresses there, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss is in it as well. They're having a little conversation. They're, they're both um, very tongue-in-cheek about the fact they're like, what is this? And they're like, well, I think it's marketing. And they're like, yes, what's happened with marketing? It's like, it's the biggest thing now! Because they're talking about <laughs> how the demo is a marketing demo, which is kind of funny. Yes. Um, and they, they go around and have this experience. But I, I will admit, even though the city and the, the cars and the explosions and stuff look super real... The faces still didn't get quite there yet. Yeah, the facial capture was not quite there, or it didn't. No, it's look... a bit off. Yeah, and it was still the animations were very like these are animations; they're not fluid movement because mm-hmm. obviously it's not it's not um, motion capture. Yeah, it's all done in engine by Unreal Five, yeah. which 
actually brings us to the impressive point is that that was all done in engine by the Unreal 5 engine live, which opens a very big door for gaming in the future. So if obviously Unreal 5 is available for all developers to use. So specifically, I'm looking at indie developers here. If that technology is now being handed over almost for free to every game developer on the planet, the next few years of game development are going to be really impressive. Yeah. You you also unlock a flyover tour of the city where you can control and fly around the city at will at any speed you want. And, and you can actually see just how detailed it is. And it is incredible. Like I, at some points I had to keep reminding myself that it was like generated because it looked real. Like yeah. there are some points where it just doesn't, it, it, it doesn't look like a video game anymore. Yeah, like, um, the technology behind Unreal Engine 5 is fucking crazy. It's like, scary, isn't it? It's also, like, I remember watching some VFX artists uh, talking about it and how, because of the way that the they're doing, like, res- what's it, uh, like, textures and models, like, I forget what it's called, but basically it, like, breaks things down into, like, tiniest specs, but means that when you kind of, when you see things that are really far in the distance, it kind of automatically renders them in an efficient way which means that it doesn't have to use much which is a massive problem for vfx artists because like it means that if they have to have their whole kind of project in one go it can take like hours to open the project and mm. do anything yeah. in it but doing something in unreal engine 5 is still gonna like in terms of like workflow wise gonna be like like a, a massive time more, save yeah like a massive time save yeah. so yeah like so yeah and obviously this tech demo showing off stuff and like you know like the mega textures and stuff like that showing off the cities like you were saying like yeah it just looks like it's insane like, yeah it, it's it it's the same feeling i got when i first stepped into um los santos in gta 5 on the pc version yes so i remember i played the ps3 version i was like yeah gta 5 is cool and everything. it was fun it was a good game the city looked great but when you step into it on the pc version it's a different thing it's it's a there's like in limited draw distance. There's beautiful weather effects. Like it just looks stunning. Yeah. And that's how I felt looking at this. So this is the first time in a very long time in gaming where I've looked at technology and gone, this is a leap. This isn't a step. This is a leap forwards. Yeah. Like we're ahead now, and we're now going to start seeing probably bigger open world games and stuff again. Because if that city can be generated like that, I'm I'm so excited to see what's coming out of the UE5 engine because it's 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 incredible. Um. But yeah, please do check it out if you if you get chance. Like if you get access to a PS5 yeah, or a it's Series X. The Matrix Awakens. Is Matrix Resurrections. A Resurre- I think that's the name of the film. Oh, it might be Awakened. It might be Awakens actually. It's, yeah, it is Awakens. Sorry. Yeah. Resurrections yeah, yeah. is the name of the movie because the whole thing is a um, a preview for the movie. Yes. Yeah. I almost guarantee you. By the way, we're going to see a game come out of that. Like that's going to yeah. turn into a game. You remember how the Kara demo became a full game? Yes. It's going to be the same thing. Like people have <laughs> really really loved this thing. and people are fucking around with it and doing all kinds of stuff with it now. So. Um, but that brings us on to our next point, which is this cool little device that I've been watching and a couple of friends have pre-ordered. Oh, which yeah. Which is called the Analog Pocket. Have you, uh, we were talking about this very briefly before the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Looks really for cool. our listeners, well, for our listeners' context, uh, it's a device that is able to play Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Neo Geo Pocket, Atari Lynx, and a few other handheld games uh, without emulation. So it's got all the hardware in the system that allows you to run those games native. Um, it's obviously got a super high resolution screen, so it looks a lot prettier, but it still plays it in the original format. It's just clearer and cleaner. And you actually put cartridges in the back of it. So it's effectively like if you imagine a Game Boy, but like the size of a smartphone and the kind of the sheen of a smartphone with the little controller things on the front. Um, that's effectively what it is. And this is coming out um, in a couple of weeks time. And it's currently like gaining a lot of noise uh, in the indie gaming community and a lot of retro games and stuff are very excited about it as well. I, I don't know how much you know about this thing. 
No, I, I mean, I'd, I'd only heard about it when you started talking to me about it earlier today, but, um, yeah, I mean, it looks great, like, especially for, for people who have a lot of these kind of, who want to kind of have the original experience of playing on, like, you know, these cartridges and playing on, like, sort of original hardware, but maybe with a more modern and ergonomic design. But also just kind of something that looks a little bit more modern and looks cool. Yeah. Also, like you said, it supports multiple ge- uh, consoles, right? So it supports Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, and... What was Game that? Boy, Game Boy Advance, and Game Boy Color natively, and then Lynx, Neo Geo, and a few others with a little connector. Yeah, which is really cool. Excuse so. me. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting device. I think it's kind of cool. It's not for me, because uh, I'm a big retro emulator. Like, I've got all the emulators. I don't really need to play them on a pocket-sized thing. I just think it's going to be cool, like, if we're going through airports and stuff in a year's time, and seeing kids just sitting there playing on their little Game Boys again. Like, that's that's going to be a nice little kind of nod yeah, back, to, that'd be cool. you know, back to the good times of gaming. But I think, I mean, more likely we're going to see just people playing on their Switches, right? Or yeah, because like people... the Switch is... Oh, the Switch is... Did you know, so here's a little fact, uh, the Switch sold 500,000 units just on Black Friday. Yeah. This year. I mean, I'm not 500,000 units. It's it's such a good... It's such a good console, man. That's damn busters, the console is. And with Paper Mario that came out this week as well. Mm. Oof. Like, give me that. And, and Banjo-Kazooie is next month. Yeah. Give me that. The, the, only thing, the only thing I will say against it is that the Banjo-Kazooie and Blast Corpse version on the Rare Replay is way better than it ever could be as an emulator. Yeah, I'm they're, sure. they're just better games. They're, yeah. they're, they're made better. Um, so yeah, but now we can move on to the kind of the negative points, which oh, are the boy. NFTs. Yeah. So this is the part of the podcast where you can switch off if you'd like to, because we're going to talk about NFTs. Neither myself or Ollie, and Ollie, please do correct me if I'm wrong, but neither myself or Ollie are in support of NFTs. No, I fucking we, hate them. I think we hate them. They're a cancer on the industry. Uh, I don't like what they're doing, the and I hope they die. On everything. Like, oh, fuck everything else. I just don't want them in video games. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I don't know, man. So, this is the recent news that uh, I, the one I read was to do with Peter Norton. You, uh, we'll, we'll get um, to that one. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. The, the first one is that Nike have bought a virtual shoe company that makes NFTs and sneakers for the metaverse, in quotes. Um, yep. Just fuck off. Like, just fuck off. But this means that you're going to be able to buy clothing for your characters, which is obviously what's going to happen now. All the clothing companies are going to get in there, and they're going to have you buying unique serial-numbered clothing via NFTs for our video games. Uh, there's already a list of like famous streamers that are already doing the same thing. Um, it's just such a horrible thing, because like, the creators of NFTs have already stepped forward. Sorry, the creators of um, Bitcoin and a few other founders have stepped forward and said, NFTs are nothing but a scam. Do not get involved with them. Yeah. And if they're saying it's a scam... I don't need to get involved in this stuff. Like, I, there's nothing positive about what these things are doing to gaming. Well, like, okay. So, I think we had a previous discussion, right? We we're talking about like how I guess the only reason they'd be applicable for gaming is to do with like if you want to say that I am the sole owner of this like rare item or whatever. But I mean, like, we already have the technology for these things. We don't actually need to do it via. NFTs blockchain. or blockchain, it's mm. just kind of like a buzzword to get investors, sh- you know, kind of, you know, sh- what's it called, rubbing their hands and being like, oh, I'm going to throw money at it because it's going to make me greed. loads of money. It's just a fucking it's pure buzzword. greed. Yeah, it's just all greed. it is as well is it's it's a cash grab. Like, yeah. if people, the the big developers like Ubisoft and EA are all jumping on it now to get their quick cash grab while it's still the hot thing. Because already people are well aware that it's not the hot thing anymore. It's because it's, it's a very easy way to get people who don't necessarily... The people who aren't interested in video games, but have a lot of expo- like disposable income, to invest in your video game studio. Yeah. Because like yeah. it's 
you know, I'm sure we went through the same thing previously before, but like, it's just like you put the word blockchain in it, and then suddenly all these investors are like, ah, oh, I see this fancy word you've put in your, uh, your sort of sales pitch, and that means that it's gonna make me a lot of money when like they don't actually like th those people don't understand how it works, and also yeah. they don't even like it doesn't do anything. Like it's so fucking dumb. Like I don't know. I've I've yet to see a legitimate usage of blockchain, regardless well, so, of video games. Like just so this just is where I get frustrated because there is a really good use for this, and it's already been done, and that's in Team Fortress Two. Yeah. So I I had a weapon. In fact, I borrowed a weapon from a friend, an old colleague. In fact, we in fact a mutual colleague that we both used to work with. Um, when I worked at my previous company from years ago, the the big one. Um. I started playing Team Fortress 2 for the first time, and he gave me this gun. Yeah. And I, I, did, I didn't know what it was. It was just a gun. With, it, had, it was registered with a few kills. It had his name in the list, and it showed me all the people that had killed. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I took it and got a load of kills with it and played with it for a few months. Then he asked for it back and took it back. What I then realized is that was an early NFT. It was a, yeah, a unique object that had kills from all like the streamers and stuff that I'd been killing because I, I was hanging around with a lot of like new streamers when streaming was just starting to become a thing. Yeah, we were starting to kind of interact with them on a business level and we were playing games with them. So I was getting kills with them and I was charging that gun with like very unique kills. Yeah, um, which was cool. Like, I looked at that and then thought, okay, this gun has killed like Ninja. It's killed um, yeah. uh, PewDiePie and a few others. Um, and that that was cool, but it wasn't worth anything. But I mean, it did sell on the internal uh, Steam marketplace for like eight hundred quid. Yeah, like uh, it when he took it back and sold it. Yeah, so so like that's what I mean. So like this, what we would use NFTs for already exists. Like, yeah. isn't like we already have? It's just replacing the back the back the background technology of whatever you know, like the Steam marketplace is using. It's just replacing that with, with the blockchain. blockchain. But it's yeah. the in terms of like consumers, it's like it's the exact same thing. But for some reason, you have to put that word on it now to get your investors interested in it when it doesn't really mean anything. But I think yeah. it's because it opens it up technically because I don't know. Maybe it means that now you can instead of trading your fucking your gun for steam marketplace dollars you trade it you know like real life you trade dollars. it for bitcoin you trade it for bitcoin or trade yeah. it for some other eth like you know another nft thing. yeah yeah it's just uh, it's just mm. fucking dumb man but so moving on from that into the other point is that peter molyneux has now popped out of his cocoon yeah um he can fuck off by the way like like i've got a little story on this one so he's come out and he's announced that he's working on a blockchain business sim game of course he is. um this is the guy that also promised that the people that rubbed a cube for six oh, weeks, yeah. were, the winner of that would become uh, a leading character in Godus, a game that never came out, and that person never did get that prize, or the backup prize that they promised him. That person got nothing, absolutely nothing, mm -hmm. at all. Um, and he's now promising that this game is also going to be the next big thing. Peter Molyneux, absolutely fuck off. Like, you're, you're a has-been. You're, you're, you're doing the wrong thing. This is terrible. Yeah. That's my rant. Go ahead, Ollie. <laughs> no, I mean, like, look. As much as Peter Molyneux maybe in the past has designed some good games, I think he's just now he very—he's just very much like a person who talks a lot and doesn't deliver. I mean, there was the yeah. whole thing. I still remember ten years ago or something. There was like the fun, the fun, the fun way of looking at Peter Molyneux was there was a there was a fake Twitter account. I think it's called like Peter Molyneux or something like that, and he used to tweet out just game ideas that sound like Peter Molyneux game ideas. But then there was like a game jam called like the molly game jam where you would take tweets from that twitter account and then make a game <laughs> based on them like, was it the randomly game. generated ones yeah no no, no. so, so yeah. i don't i don't know if it was 
I don't know if that Twitter account was done by an actual person or if it was done by an AI. But no, I remember there was an algorithm that did it. There was, it, okay. it was quite famous for it. It was an algorithmic thing, and it was like, imagine a gun sim where you make pizza, but you're in space with cards. Yeah, but I you mean, interact yeah. using the Kinect. <laughs> yeah, and then it mean, would give yeah. a title like called like Connecto Cards or something. Yeah, there you go. Um, right. Yeah, it was it was an algorithm. So, like Pete, so what we're news. saying is that Peter Molyneux is basically just an AI. I think he's an AI that someone forgot to turn off and it just became human. Okay, okay, I understand. And now they're just like, well, it's stupid, so we can just leave it. Like yeah, I mean, his, his company, what was it? Was it 21 Cans or whatever? 21 Cans, Lionhead Studios. They were supposed to make 21 mm. games or something. I don't know if they actually managed to do that. But... No, they made one lion gave up. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <God. laughs> um, yeah. But on the back of that as well, so you've got Peter Mullen, you're doing his usual bullshit, which, I mean, I, I could not care less. If it comes out, great. I'm 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 not interested at all. There's another company I know that are also working on a blockchain game, but I'm not going to talk about it because I'm not allowed to. Um, but the, the blockchain stuff is going to be a thing for a few years now, and we're going to get really sick of it really quickly. Yeah. Um, but I but mean, then Ubisoft ha- stepped. Sorry, Karen. Have you seen the whole, all this NFT stuff? Like, even the people who are investing in NFTs do not even understand how NFTs yep. work. That's like, the point of it, though. That's how you make money out of it. But it's like you know, have you seen? I mean, it's pretty funny. To be honest, have you seen the people who have bought NFTs, especially these like shitty ape things, whatever? And... It's just the three thousand to thirty thousand. Well, there was that thing, right? Thing. But also just people buying NFTs of like Im- these images and being like, "Look, this is my NFT," and then people right-clicking and like copy-pasting yeah. them, and being like, "Oh, look, I also own it," and then th- and then them getting DMs, be like, "Please delete that image now. You don't own that image. You don't own it." But that, that's <laughs> that's the point, though. Is 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 the, the one thing people don't seem to understand about NFTs is it's not to do with the image. It's no. the accumulation of of cryptocurrency behind the image. It's the, the image yeah. itself is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It's that you it's, own it's you, serial. It's like it's literally you're paying for a tick for a virtual ticket that says that you own it not that yeah, not for the actual for item itself so it's not like you own them it's like it's like for example um yeah it's not like real because these people are thinking it's like real art right like like a like a like a real painting where you own well, the painting and form. you have the painting in your house yeah. right but it's not that it's like you own a ticket that says you own the painting, but everyone can have the painting. It's just you own, like, not even the rights to it. It just says that like, you are the you are the holder of the original painting. Yeah, you're the person that kind of owned it, which which is fine. It's a legitimate way of doing it. Yeah. Um, it's just it's being used in such a shitty way. But um, I don't want to spend too much time talking about NFT because I fucking hate them. Yeah. Um, but the other point is that Ubisoft have stepped forward with their Quartz announcement, which became the most <clears throat> disliked video on YouTube within the first 24 hours. But how would we know? Because dislikes have been disabled. Right? <laughs> there you go. You see, because now people have worked out how to put them back on again there's little tools you can add to uh google chrome oh nice. that allow you to kind of reveal the dislikes um it became the most downvoted downvoted video in history and was removed almost immediately of course like within i think within 48 hours it was gone yeah uh, i've got to be honest good job for ubisoft trying to get in on this big money making idea but also fuck you ubisoft <laughs> jesus christ i don't mean that officially i love ubisoft they're great so I don't know um, what was Quartz. What what was it supposed to be? It's just their NFT platform. Oh. It's it's effectively just a way of trading. It's it's like an auction house, but for NFTs in all of their games. Oh, good, uh, good. But good. They're, they're launching it with one of their shitty games. It's one of the um, I think, what is it? Not Wildlands. It's the same brand as Wildlands, but it's a different game from the Wildlands games. Is it Rainbow Six? Wait, uh, Siege. Might be Siege. Uh, let me just have a look what Quartz Ubisoft. I know they, they announced it with one of their games that, that they could absolutely get away with like destroying and no one would care. Tom Clancy's um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I think it's Breakpoint, yeah. I think it is Breakpoint. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's something like that. But anyway, it, it, either way, it's it's in one of the games that no one gives a shit about. Like it could be destroyed and no one would care. Yeah. Um. So hopefully that'll die quickly. Uh. But that's NFTs in gaming, which I think we can move past because I hate them. Um. But the last thing we've got to talk about this week, uh, we'll, we'll do the the last point first because it's quicker. Is that PS Five have just launched their official faceplates? Oh yeah. Uh, for sixty dollars, because everyone wants to buy a sheet of plastic for sixty dollars. I know course. you do. Yeah. Um. Which they look cool. They look great. But for sixty dollars absolutely fuck off like that is a ridiculous <laughs> price for a sheet of plastic <laughs> that's more than a premium triple a game <laughs> oh you sound bad ollie Are you okay is that the covid yes yeah it's okay he's dying i muted i muted it in the recording so it's fine oh i heard it yeah you heard it you heard it but the but the people at home will not not it's okay. It. I've been muting myself every time I cough. Anyway, it's I've okay, been coughing as well because I'm a little bit sick too. I forgot that it would not mute me on Discord. It would only mute me. <laughs> so I just say this horrible like hacking cough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so PS5 faceplates. Um, they're released in four different colours or five, um, which is like kind of gross turquoise, a garish pink, um, a blood red, black, and there's another colour as well, but I can't remember what it was. Are these the official know, some... names? Yeah, that's the official name. Yeah. Gross, gross yellow. <laughs> Uh, let me have a look. PS Five. Let me, the, the names are ridiculous for what they're called. God. Uh, where are the names? But like, are people just gonna? I mean, people are just gonna buy third-party ones, right? Of course they are. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like you could probably already buy them, right? I think these are officially licensed third-party. Is what they are. D-brand is what they are. Right. Okay. Um. Okay, the website for these things is ridiculous. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know how to find the the colours are ridiculous. Like the the names of the colours are silly. Yeah, I'm just looking. Um, I'm just looking at the actual colours. I mean, they look nice, but sixty dollars is a lot of money. Yeah, sixty dollars. Fuck off. I don't. I don't. I don't care about colouring in my PlayStation Five that much. 50, uh, yeah, but then sorry, the other one, fifty-five dollars, and the new control options are priced at seventy-five dollars. Oh, know, sorry, fifty-five dollars, so, not sixty. This is another thing because I've been trying to buy a new PS4 controller. They're still pretty expensive, man. Yep, they're still sixty quid. Like, damn. I mean, I just bought a new um, uh, Pro controller for my Switch, and they're still fifty. Yeah. It's, it's so like, expensive for a controller. It's, it's really frustrating because I've had a PS4 because I, I use a PS4 controller for like all of my PC gaming, but like the USB port on my PS4 controller just died. I mean, also I've Oof. I've had to open up and repair that controller several times already because of <laughs> playing Tekken on it. Uh, that I've just wrecked the D-pad, so I've had to replace it. Plus, it's it old USB times. as well, isn't it? It's the flat top USB. Yeah, it's it USB. The, yeah. I mean, uh, it's micro USB instead of USB-C. So yeah, which is everything is you like the Xbox. Uh, Series X controllers, mm. they're they're USB C. Yeah, it's like which is great. I is the PS5 controller USB C? I have no know? idea. I, I've I've only held a PS5 controller once, and I felt like it was far too expensive for me to be handling. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually scared to hold it. I was like, they're gonna break. I'm this. actually tempted to buy a new a next gen console after using like just to have it in my room. Sorry, I have it uh, in I, my living room as like a entertainment. I would say thing. if you can get a Series X, it's definitely the one to you go You think for. Series just, just, X? Just because be of the library. Like, all you've got on PS5 is a couple of games that are now not PS5 exclusives anymore. Yeah. So there's no point. Like, there's just no point. Yeah. It's an expensive true. brick and it looks ridiculous. It's just like something out and John would drive through the Everglades on. Let me have a look at the Series um, X controller. But, I mean, while you're looking at that, we've got the PlayStation Game Pass, which was announced. It's not called the Game Pass. It's the expansion for um, PS Plus. Oh, yeah. So, this is a leak. This isn't official. Um, 
but they, it's been discovered that they're going to be dissolving PS Now, which we all saw coming because it's a shit service that doesn't work and no one really uses it. Apparently, it's got a really low user base and no one's engaged with it. And they're going to be folding that into uh, PS Plus and offering a tiered service. So PS Plus comes with the stuff that comes with the standard for the standard subscription, or you can do like a tier two or tier three and get access to like PS3 games or PS2 games or whatever, mm. which I think is great. Like, that's cool. That's a really good idea because PS Plus... Plus PS Now is a very expensive thing. Because I think PS Now is twenty pounds a month. Yeah. And PS Plus is like minimal pounds a month. It's it's pittance. It's it's nothing. Um, and it's similar to what Nintendo have done with their um, uh, Nintendo Online Plus, which is give people the option to add a chunk to their subscription to get more games, effectively. Yeah. Uh, which I think is cool. Like it's a good idea, and it's about time PlayStation updated that service because PS Plus is a really out of date service. Yeah, it's very right. it's very old now, right? Yeah. This this whole thing as well, where you have to log in just to claim the games that are free yeah like that needs to stop that's stupid well like, it's a way to cover well i mean previously it was a way to cover themselves in the past right you know but, yeah but uh, we don't need that shit anymore yeah like, we, don't. we don't need that stuff no that's old world stuff um but yeah so that's the other thing so that's the ps game pass um but i am aware that we've been kind of talking for quite a bit today i think we talked a lot about what we've been playing um yeah not... we, had to catch <laughs> we did um but i don't know if you've got any other points this week ollie no, I think that's mostly yeah. I mean, obviously we're coming up to Christmas now, so I hope everybody take a got... break until yeah, we're gonna take a break until yeah. the next year. Next year, I think. So um... what, twenty twenty three? Twenty oh yeah, twenty twenty three. Yeah, so we'll catch you guys in twenty twenty three. No, no, no. So we'll probably no. I was I was I was gonna suggest this as well. Like I think we need to take a few weeks because um, I'm starting my new job in January, January fourth. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna be quite busy for a week or two, just kind of getting used to that. Um, so we'll probably kick in again near the end of January. I yeah. think. Yeah, which would be good. Uh, just to kind of give us both a chance to get back on board. Ollie's obviously going to die from COVID, so uh, I'll find a new co-host. That's going to be. You fun. know, if I actually die now, you know, this is going to be a, uh, you know, if this will be an NFT. So you need to or I guess it, and I'll sell it for thousands. Um, there is one other thing. One thing I forgot that. So there was a hidden category at the Game Awards that uh, they announced quite quietly, and it was most um, most successful ongoing uh, drama in a games company. Which, congratulations, Activision. You've done congratulations. it. You've won your award. Yep. Well done. Well done, Activision. You are up there. It's not a real thing, by the way. It's just no. me making a very inappropriate yeah, I know, joke. I know, I know. I know. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, Let's so... Hope that this... shit gets sorted out. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I will hope will it get sorted out? In a few weeks. Question mark? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But this has been episode 53 of the Sunfire Tavern, which is our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV, with myself, Clark, and my co-host, Ollie, discussing the hot topics from uh, from of the week. From of uh, the week. Okay, my script is off here. From of the week. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whichever podcast service you choose to listen to us on. Uh, and if you want to, you can drop us an email at sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Uh, Ollie, it's been great. Um, I hope you feel better, and I really hope you don't die because I don't want to find another host for the podcast. It's already difficult getting guests. I'm, I'm sure I'll be fine. Um, although there's a little thing, we might, might, very small chance, have a special guest joining us in a few weeks' time. I've been picking at something in the background for a while now. Uh, it's someone that I'm a big fan of. Uh, they have an interest. Um, they know that we're not sponsored and we don't use ads or anything like that, which is kind of one of the reasons why they wanted to join us. Yeah. Uh, but I won't say for now because I'm still working on it. But Potentially, we could have a guest joining us in a few weeks' time. Yeah. All right. Kind of cool. 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 Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And I hope everybody has a great holiday. A uh, great holiday season. Oh, yeah. Happy holidays. Uh, yeah, happy holidays, everybody. And have a great new year. And uh, I guess, yeah, we'll catch you in the new year. See you in January. Yeah, see you in January. Yeah. Take care.
See you, everybody. Bye. Bye.